micropayments actually work. Welcome everyone to episode 43 of the Value for Value podcast. My name is Kyron, host of the Mere Mortals podcast and also this one. And this is the show for digital content creators who want to connect more deeply with their audience and also be able to learn and earn a living at the same time. Man, got to get that out. I want to just reiterate here that I am live on a Wednesday, 10 a.m. at UTC plus 10, which is the equivalent of the boundary between a Tuesday, Wednesday, midnight at UTC zero. So easy way of thinking of this is wherever you are in the world, if you're in a plus zone, just add on uh, those plus hours onto that Tuesday midnight, or if you're in a minus zone, take it away and you'll know exactly where you are. And if you can listen live to it, I would really appreciate you uh, joining in as well. Let's dive straight into the topic for this week because I've got a fair few things to talk about, and this is all about micropayments. So, in the past couple of episodes, we've really been focusing on the podcasts themselves. We're looking at uh, Lit, we're looking at the four properties, what is podcast merchants or podcasting 2.0. And I kind of promised, okay, this is what's going to be one of the things that has emerged from podcasting 2.0, and this is the value tag. And I want to explain how this works with the RSS feed, and we're going to really be focusing on the micropayment aspect of it for, for this time. So first of all, I hope we all know what an RSS feed is. This is where your podcast is is kind of hosted, I guess. This is the directions for podcasting apps to be able to see, okay, this is where the audio files are located. This is the descriptions they want, a real source of information and, and how to display uh, what it is that, that you're trying to display in a, you know, mostly an audio format for podcasting, but blogs use RSS as well. And we'll, we'll touch upon that in a little bit of a later section. So what the value tag is, is it's essentially a, uh, a way for you to put in a wallet and for people to pay you directly without permission, without any strings attached. And we we're talking about the permissionless aspect of, of Bitcoin and of um, the RSS and podcasting. So what this does is uh, it's really cool because you can just put something in, it's there in your feed, you don't have to be changing it for all of the different currencies and bank accounts of the world. There was really no way to do this in podcasting before podcasting 2.0 came along and allowed this. So uh, in this case, we are using mostly the Lightning Network, but once again, there's some abilities to uh, change things up. And what people can do is they can send in micropayments to you. So for every minute, every bit that they were listening to you, uh, they can continuously stream some money. So one of the cool things about this is you have the ability to create splits. And so uh, what I can do and what I do do is put in multiple different levels of splits for everyone who I think is deserving and helping of creating this podcast. So now for me, you might say, okay, Kyron, but you're just an individual. You can just put in one and that'll be fine. But I actually want to help out other people who make this all happen. My co-host Juan, who I run the Mere Mortals with, uh, not on this show, but on my, my main show, I guess. I, I like to include a joint wallet that we have as a split because the microphones that I'm using, uh, the room, the sound panels, all the stuff that I've got going on here, he, you know, he helped to pay for a large portion of that or half of it exactly. So I want to include him on part of it. I want to include a extra person as I do weekly 
Yeah, for for fifteen percent, who I think has really helped me out this week, or is helping out the the kind of ecosystem. I want to include the apps, which give me services, which really help me. And uh, you will see this for this particular podcast. I've got one called Satoshi Stream. I've talked about them before, and they are really great for data collection and and for um, being able to surface boosts and be able to connect to the Discord and um, all of these things, which I just wouldn't be able to do myself. So when you are creating a podcast or when you're creating a piece of artwork or a music and, you, you know, uh, if you're in a band, there's probably going to be a minimum three or four people. And all of those people, if you are trying to monetize that, there's there's no real easy way to do it. You need complicated legal contracts. You need, uh, you know, so many interest industries have these non-productive middlemen who are there kind of solely to provide trust, I feel, in the best of cases or who are restrict control while also charging you for it as well. And I think the music industry seems to be rife with this. I haven't had firsthand experience myself because I'm not a musician, but uh, I know people who are musicians and and they say that the process of trying to you know, put your music on Spotify or on Bandcamp or a, a large portion of these places, it just gets chewed out. You know, they charge high, high fees. And what ends up happening is if you get 100,000 streams on Spotify, a big number in the podcasting equivalent, you would get $20 per per thousand. So that'd be $2,000 if you just did standard advertising. If you do that on Spotify, you're you're not getting two grand. You're getting, you know, a couple of dollars, maybe $20, maybe maybe 100, who knows, but it's, it's significantly, significantly less. So I think one of the cool things that really is uh, about this value tag and being able to put a um, a way for people to pay you directly within your your RSS feed is that it just cuts out so much of the kind of bullshit and it can be done uh, on a peer-to-peer basis. Uh, the people who want to pay you know that it's going directly to you. And this is really cool because this is basically basically micropayments. And I am slightly too young to know the full history of the internet. Uh, I was born in 1992, so uh, I was coming up, I guess, with it in the 2000s. But it seemed that micropayments were this kind of golden thing. Everyone wanted to do it. Like, wouldn't this be amazing to do? And this would create better incentives for for everyone we would need yeah it it just seems like something that would solve a lot of problems but it was never actually implemented and uh i was listening to adam curry not too long ago and he was saying ah yeah you know this probably this might be the first time micropayments has actually been done and is actually working so very very cool for that the other thing i mentioned was everyone gets a piece of the pie so the podcast app developers hosts if they want to get in on this blueberry for example you can use their um their functionality in on their dashboard and they just ask for i believe it's a four percent or five percent split Uh, you can put in collaborators you can put in additional services for statistics you can put in charities i mean hell you can even put in the listener back into it if you want so what this does is it, it really one enables a lot of optionalities and i think it aligns a lot of incentives and it can cut out a lot of the uh, kind of, I, I won't say bullshit, but I think just a lot of, we we all know people who have a job where they have a ridiculous amount of time for their, for that work and they, they kind of only work two hours, three hours a day. Um, I think you, if you can 
eliminate a lot of that chaff in the system, it, it makes for a better world. Now let's get on to, I guess, the streaming aspect of this. So streaming sats, and this is the main use case we see now in, in podcasting 2.0. And we can see this across a variety of, of different apps. And so this, how this works is uh, generally, it's calculated in one minute intervals, um, though not necessarily sent being in one minute intervals. So batching occurs. So if you go onto the apps itself, you will typically see down at the bottom of the screen, it'll say it'll have a, a little counter or a little circle um, ne near the play button or off to the side of that or something like that. And you can choose as the listener, how much that you want to stream into your favorite podcaster. Uh, for me, myself, I like the 21 sats per minute because that's how many Bitcoin there, there are going to be. It's just a kind of symbolic number. And even after listening to this, I, I might change that because I've uh, got some stats on here on how much that is actually worth. Once again, the micropayment aspect is uh, kind of highlighting the micro-ness of it. it it's, this is intended to be smallish amounts but you know a small can differ from for different people if a billionaire was listening into the podcast and they were streaming in uh you know 2100 sats per minute that would still be relatively small for them in comparison uh, to to my perception of wealth so we have uh this this aspect here uh unlike subscriptions or paywalls you're only paying for what you actually use this is why micropayments are so cool and can help a lot of other systems which are in place. And you might say, okay, Karen, but there's there's other ways you can do this. You can do this through the Patreon model. And this is getting more to the, the value for value aspect uh, and getting closer to the heart of that, which is you know, I provide value for you upfront and then you provide it back to me in whatever number and way that you want. Okay, well, this is beautiful for two different reasons. One, you get to choose the value that you send back to me, i.e. you get to choose how many uh, Satoshis per minute you want to send to me. And it stops as soon as you stop listening, which is in contrast to uh, something like Patreon where you, you have to just pay and it just goes automatically and you've kind of paid for a month, I guess. So this is really getting to that aspect where what if I only want to get two weeks worth of value out of this? What if I only want to listen to the show just to kind of test it out and, and see, do I actually like this show? And so I'm going to jump onto here onto the GitHub for the podcast namespace. And uh, Dave Jones created this thing, a little caption here called play to pay, which I, I think is really cool because it explains it quite nicely. So I'm just going to read this out. This system can be thought of as play to pay rather than the traditional pay to play paywall approach. When a media listener, such as within a podcasting app, presses the play button on an episode whose feed contains a value block, a compatible app will be expected to begin streaming micropayments to the designated recipients on a time interval that makes sense for the app. So it actually doesn't even need to be in these minute intervals and I'll get onto that soon. The amount of each payment can be any amount the listener chooses, including zero. If the, if the listener chooses not to pay to listen to this media, then the app can ignore the value block of that feed. And then it goes down on a little bit low. Uh, payment intervals. The time interval for calculating payments is always one minute. However, the actual interval between when payments are sent can be longer. The, uh, the interval should be chosen with a few factors in mind, such as connectivity, is the app currently online, transaction fees, batch payments together to reduce fee percentage, uh, cryptocurrency network load, can the given crypto network or API support this payment rate? So there's a couple of things uh, related to that there, 
which were, were pretty much high, what I was highlighting. This does fit the value for value model more closely than something that takes a paywall approach. And it's accessible for people who are just coming in and who are just, ah, they're, they're a little bit uncertain. Do I actually like this content or not? And maybe when you're coming in for the first time, you could have the default as zero because you're listening to a show and you, you, you only want to send it when you, when you think it's, it's worthy of sending. Now, what I actually really like about this as well is that it's rather passive and doesn't actually require active decision-making to be made uh, while also allowing the listener to determine the amount. So this is classic V for V. And I think it's this passive part, which is really interesting and intriguing because when we look at the value for value model that is being done on something like no agenda, for example, it does require a, a kind of bigger effort on an individual's part. Now, uh, what they typically do on that show with this is Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak is they've done this largely through PayPal and PayPal is uh, good in for one uh, instance and this is being able to set up recurring payments and so you can have just this thing which will go every month and go bam you know I, uh, do I want to send this to the to the show well it doesn't even ask you if you just set it up it'll just automatically do it as long as you have enough money in your PayPal wallet or maybe even your bank account and PayPal can can work straight from there I'm not actually sure I don't I don't use PayPal that often and uh, this is once again getting closer to uh, the value for value and but the more passive aspect of it which is I don't, you know, if I was trying to decide each and every single time that I listen to a podcast, you know, how much is this worth? How much do I want to pay? Uh, is this is this show better than this other show? Should I send them this much? It, it's too much. It is too much overload. Whereas with this system, once again, you can just choose a, a number and I've chosen my number and I might change a different number in the future. But once I've chosen that, every show that I listen to from then on, it's just a constant streaming going in. I'm not having to make these active decisions and the more active decisions are something like boostergrams, which I'll save for the uh, next episode in um, number 44. So getting onto another aspect of this, which is uh, I, th I think it's relatively simple on the, the surface, the micropayment aspect. Uh, I want to choose a, an amount of money to go to my favorite artist or content creator as I'm listening. And as soon as I stop listening, I want it to stop. I think that's pretty simple. I get to choose how much I want and I can just kind of maintain this for as long as I want. Now, the complex thing is more on the application side. And this is more just of interest perhaps for, for people, which is there's so many different various ways that this could all uh, that they have to make decisions. So this is the application, the podcast app that is um, tuned, uh, that is receiving these micropayments and then passing them on or enabling this, I should say. So for example, if someone is listening to a show and they want to, and they end up sending 545, so they listen for, uh, you know, X amount of time at, let, let's make this even easier. They uh, have their streaming sat set at uh, 54 per minute and they listen for a hundred minutes. So that's an hour and 40 minutes worth of, of content. They will have sent 540, but okay, the, the amount that is actually going to individual people in the 
uh, in the value block, so this is in the actual RSS feed, how's that going to get divvied up? It's pretty easy if there's just one in there, all 540 will go to that person, uh, into that, that, uh, that wallet. But what if there's two of them? Okay, well, I guess you could maybe have it as 270 going to each. Okay, what if there's four of them and they're equal splits? Okay, well, I guess 135. But you can kind of see how this could get uh, into a point where it's like, if you have 100 different people all getting 1%, well, you can't divide 40 into 100. So like it, it, it without having micro portion. So at some point they're going to have to make some decisions of going, okay, well, this person is too low. So we're just going to send a rough amount of sats to these other people. Another case would be listening at 1.25 speed. What does the person who is streaming it in, do they expect this to be for the actual minutes of the show or the actual minutes of how long they're listening, which will be shorter because they're listening at a faster speed. Or if you do the opposite version at 0.75 speed, what, what about in that case? Uh, you can also have mistakes in the podcaster side where you might not have things adding up to 100%. It might add up to 99% or 101. And we, we see this relatively often. Uh, how do we do we then divide that, have to do more recalculations? Um, then there's fees as well, uh, which are probably something I want to just touch upon because I heard someone... Oh, on another show, a listener being worried about the the fees that are currently occurring. And the app developers are smart and they make a lot of decisions and they have to make these choices. And they these are individual ones that they decide to. In this case, most of them are pretty smart. And so they will say, okay, the actual sending through on the minute basis it is kind of hard and it's going to rack up some fees. And so what they will typically do is they'll batch these payments. Now, it, I was chatting with some of them on the uh, uh, Mastodon is instance and there was the kind of various things saying from, you know, every three minutes they will send in a, a batched payment. I think some of them were slightly a bit larger than that, but almost certainly they they do it as it's occurring. And so... They're not just waiting until you finish listening to an episode and then sending it all in one big chunk, um, which I, I think could be done as well. I, I don't see any problems with that. But all of this is just, you know, they're going to have to make their own choices. And so uh, if you're as a listener, you know, a bit uh, concerned about this, just know that it's it's incredibly complex. And so uh, a lot is, is happening in this case. Um, now, there was a section here which I just wanted to touch upon, which was all of this at the moment is based on Lightning, but you could even hear it in that section I was saying with Dave Jones that he had cryptocurrency network load. And so I'm just gonna jump down here to the namespace again. And this is where it says supported currencies and protocols. The value block is designed to be flexible enough to handle most or, or any cryptocurrency and even fiat currencies with a given API that exposes a compatible process. Currently, development is centered mostly on Lightning. So this is the layer two of Bitcoin. Using the Keysend method. Keysend allows for push-based payments without the recipient needing to generate an invoice to receive them. Another, another method to send spontaneous payments via Lightning is AMP, uh, Atomic Multipath Payments, uh, which supersedes Keysend in many ways and allows for robust and larger payments. However, it is still in beta and thus not widely implemented as of now. 
So we can definitely see, okay, this isn't even related to a, a Bitcoin thing. This can be anything. As he mentioned, it could be done with fiat. So this is you know, actual US dollars or Australian dollars or Canadian dollars or Argentinian pesos or Colombian pesos. But not much of it is actually done through that because it's incredibly complex. This could have, you know, we've we've had the ability to do this for for a large while, but it actually no one's actually implemented it. It's it's more through the digital money, uh, like Bitcoin, where it 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 makes a lot more sense and it's actually doable. It can cross geographic boundaries, and there's no not as many laws and restrictions and regulations. Uh, related to the sending of money like there is was if you wanted to send micropayments to your favorite Iranian podcaster <laughs> and you're US-based, I think that is going to be pretty impossible <laughs> from what I from what I gather. Uh, what we actually have seen is that there is room for more. So you can actually do this on the Hive blockchain. I wanted to give a, a small shout out to them. Um, and this is because, uh, you know, one of the developers there, Brian of London, he made an active, uh, difficult choice pretty much on his own to help implement this into podcasting. And we saw this with uh, Podping, which is also using the Hive blockchain. So it does allow for other people to come in. This isn't just a Bitcoin thing. It's a micropayment thing, actually sending money, actually sending value. So um, that being said, it is mostly done on the Lightning Network, which is on Bitcoin. And um, I kind of avoided uh, or tried to avoid highlighting that it's a Bitcoin thing and um, because I think it can extend beyond that. But it is very much centered upon that at the moment. And I would just say that I find Andreas Ant Antonopoulos to be a really great resource if you want to know more about what that is. He's probably the person I've learned the most about regarding uh, Bitcoin as a whole and then the Lightning Network as well because he's very tech-based but uh, ex explains it in pretty simple and clear manners. Uh, he's got a book called Mastering the Lightning Network which I have yet to read myself but it's a very technical-based book um, but I've heard good things about it and I've listened to a lot of his podcasts so I would just uh, recommend that. So just getting onto the summary aspect I suppose of this Direct peer-to-peer -peer micropayments enable flexibility whilst being a passive uh, activity for the listener consumer. Um, I think this could be applied outside of pod podcasting as, as well. I'm pretty sure there are examples of people who have set this up in some sort of uh, feed or reader that you use on the internet where for every, uh, let's say for a blog, as you're reading the blog goes down, you know, for each page scroll that you do, or perhaps for each paragraph where you go from one to the next, that is when you, your browser or whatever it is will automatically send in a micropayment to, to the recipient of that. It's very much the same thing. The podcasting version obviously is audio and is done on a minute basis, i.e., you know, I've listened to this many minutes of a podcast but you can do this for text, you, as in, oh, you know, I'm going to send in a micropayment for this much of a text that I've read, you know, this many paragraphs. So I think this can apply um, outside of just audio um, and, and video as well. There's no reason this can't be done with minutes of a video that you've consumed. So I think this is starting to 
uh, go out to a broader example. And you actually can do this with video, for example. If you go onto any of the three speak feeds, which show up in podcast apps, which support the video version. So once again, going back to what is a podcast, typically it's an MP3, but you can have the video podcast version of that, which is an MP4. And you can do this. Uh, if you actually want to do this, you can type in Mere Mortals podcast without any spaces in between that. And you will see a feed that I set up a long time ago on 3Speak, which has some clips that I've created. And these clips are much lower quality. I think I put them in 720p and try to make them relatively short as well. But you can send micropayments to that as well. So this does work for video. So it's not just a podcasting thing. Micropayments are actually working uh, for I think for the first time, as far as I'm aware, on the on the internet, and it's um, going to be very very cool. No system is perfect, so if you are concerned about this, uh, I would just say <laughs> maybe don't use super big amounts because uh, it's it is it can be hard to know exactly how much has gone through to your your favorite podcaster. But I do just want to say, so if you are have it set, set at um, ten sats per minute which uh, is equal to 600 an hour. If you're listening to an hour of content um, and send 600 sats at today's prices, that's about 12 cents in Australian dollars, which would probably be about 10 cents, 9 cents in US dollars. That's not a whole lot for, for a, an hour's worth of enjoyment that you got. I assume if you're listening to something for an hour, uh, you would get, you know, you're only paying 10 cents for that. Let's say you do that for the equivalent across a, uh, let's say you're listening to 10 hours of uh, podcasts a week, you know, that's, that's a, about a dollar, you know, is that, is that something that you can afford a dollar a week for, for listening to, to content? Sure, sure, that's awesome. And then the micropayments again, it, it matters very little on an individual. If someone sends me 10 cents, that's not going to change my life, but if 10,000 people sent me 10 cents. Okay, well, that's that's $1,000. <laughs> that actually makes some makes a difference. So you can kind of see where this can actually add up in the large scale of things. And so you can actually have uh, be supported as an, as an artist, as a digital content creator, whatever you want to label yourself as, by a lot of people sending you a little bit amount of money. This is kind of the dream of crowdsourcing, right? Being able to do something like this. Now, typically this changes because uh, even in crowdsourcing models, it's usually a uh, you have this kind of power laws, the, the aspect of there'll be a couple of people who will donate the largest amounts and kind of, you know, the 20% of people will send in 80% of the, the value or the, the, the sourcing for that. It, that's probably always going to happen. That seems to be a natural law of the universe. It happens in galaxies and stars and matter and <laughs> and light and all of this sort of thing. So we're, I wouldn't try and fight against that too heavily. But I just do think this is really cool. And you can. So if you've been listening to this, this show will probably go for 45 minutes. You know, if you send in what I typically do of, of 21 sats a minute, you know that's only going to be about 15 cents something like that so it's it's not it's not uh, crazy crazy amounts of money i think hybrid models using this will probably come into the future which will probably trend slightly away from pure value for value in its purest form 
but I think are probably a, an, an enhancement over what we typically see nowadays. So uh, for those who are just wondering, how does the, your Spotify, typical Spotify money um, actually get divvied up? So uh, there is about 220 million, I think, uh, Spotify premium members, each paying, let's just say $9 of uh, $9 a month of that $9 a month, where does that money actually go? Well, a lot of it goes into the royalty fees for, for music. Um, a lot of that will go to the top artists. And so they will get, a, so even if you're not listening to the Taylor Swift's, the Justin Bieber's of the world, uh, and you are focused solely on a niche, like me who listens to this one called free flow flavor, and it's kind of a Japanese, hip no not hip hop japanese techno um, drum and bass sort of music which i use for my workouts i, I love doing listening to that they're they're a much much smaller band and even if i listen to them only exclusively my money wouldn't go to them it would go to someone else so i think there's probably going to be some hybrid models in the future where it will have this aspect of okay if i spend nine dollars a month and i listen to these 10 different artists it will do it based more on who the artists I'm actually listening to. But I think there's value for value, the micropayment thing of it actually going to them in that time, in that real time aspect has a, it has a quality to it, a uniqueness. Uh, every morning I've got a telegram chat, um, a telegram bot set up, which lets me know real time when people are, are sending me in micropayments and it is super super cool because at any any given moment i can just check it and it's like oh yep it's coming in so um i can actually even say there is someone listening to me right now who is uh streaming in some micropayments i see value for value three total payments 45 sats um three total payments 45 sats and this is in the last five minutes of 10 13 10 22 10 27 so whoever that is that's listening in thank you very much i, I very much appreciate that so <laughs> very very cool i love it i love this sort of thing so yeah i, th I think just uh yeah summing it all up micropayments are going to play a large a larger portion of of um being able to support people on the internet i think it incentive it creates some really interesting incentives it, it enables people to be a lot more flexible with how they use their money and how it gets divvied up and i think it will create some real big efficiencies of um allowing us to not need to go through restricted parties um, or or going through platforms which are there kind to only only there for the aspect of of trust uh, so yeah i think it's uh it's really cool and and definitely something that you should be looking out for and not discounting a large portion of podcasting 2.0 and of getting podcasters onto this system is emphasizing this boost aspect like wow a boost comes in and it can be super big but i i think in one of the coolest things is that unnames well it's not even unnamed you can see people's names but it is kind of that support which maybe might not get recognized as as clearly and cleanly um i am starting to do for the uh, just mere mortals as a whole for, for tax purposes and things like this. I'm starting to keep a monthly, I suppose you'd call it a, a budget or just, uh, just keeping track of, of how much is, is coming in and, uh, being able to then be able to report this to the, uh, Australian tax office. Yay. <laughs> and what I can see here is for July of 2023, 
um, I had, let's see, how many sats come in? So there was about, across the various shows that I've got going on, I had about 336,000. And of that amount, there was 51,000 of that was via people just streaming in. So that's what, one sixth, one seventh of the total amount. And that is just a, a really cool thing to, to have come in. So it's, uh, I, I would actually even love for that to be larger in the future. Um, and yeah, so it's just very cool, very cool on that, that aspect. And I, I think it's going to, to change a lot of things. I am now going to get into the Boostergram Lounge and I'm going to actually thank some people who have been supporting the show. So take it away, Mr. Adam Curry. Welcome to the Value for Value Boostergram Lounge. Boostergram, for those who don't know, is a payment, a message that has been sent through one of these apps directly to the the wallets, the the address that I put in my RSS feed. And so this is different to a the micro streaming um, because you it, enow, uh, it enables people to actually give some feedback as well. Some, a comment, a, um, a message that comes directly to me. So uh, this can be very, very beneficial in many ways because um, I get some content for the show and I get to actually directly thank the people who have been helping to support so let's kick it off with the first here. So this is from Cole McCormick, uh, the host of the America Plus. And he says, I understand the risk with advertising models, but I'm leaning towards using and experimenting with them rather than demonize. Twitter seems like an opportunity that's different from YouTube or Instagram influencer or YouTuber or Instagram influencer. Maybe I'm moving to the bad light. Someone help me. And then he sends in his uh, favorite number 5492 sat sent using fountain. So this is just in reference to, I'm not even sure I talked about it particularly on this show where I was saying uh, with Twitter now en enabling the people uh, actually sending money to creators for helping to drive um, engagement things on the platform. I was just saying, you know, I could see this turning into a clickbaity sort of thing where you, you try and get people posting underneath your comments just to be able to, you know, drive some outrage some something the because yeah, it's based more on i'm not necessarily sure it's based on value but it's based on attention which uh, I, i'm i don't think are the same things and I, I think that can uh go some different ways but i think his overall strategy is probably the best way to do it which is yeah experiment try these things out um value for value i think is the the best model best model best method of doing things and um, when I experiment out, I want to try and come back into the, the critical, as critical aspect of it. So as I was talking about with those hybrid models, I think that strays away from value for value, the core principles of it, but uh, they can be interesting nonetheless. And um, yeah, I would definitely uh, say that just as in terms of a life principle, experimenting is, is very, very useful. Uh, and that was sent using Fountain, one of the apps which enable micropayments and boosting coming in. Actually, all of these were from Fountain this week. Another one here from Gene Bean. So this is the host of the Volunteer Technologist. I may be wrong, but I think one PeerTube instance can mirror content from another. If so, and if the Blueberry server you are in now is PeerTube, then you should be able to stay there and mirror to NATube. No idea if that's appealing, but wanted to mention it regardless. And then he sent through a two kilobyte boost, 2048 sent using Fountain. Uh, yeah, I honestly have no idea, mate. <laughs> this is, um, uh, I'm at the, 
I'm, I'm just getting comfortable with the kind of live aspect, the technological aspect I'm at at the moment. And I'm going to be working my way towards trying different ways of doing this. I might try some video and if I was going to do it, I, yeah, I probably would not use um, YouTube and I would try something like PeerTube. So um, this mirroring aspect and um, getting the stream onto different places, I'm, I'm not going to rush that. I was talking about that, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, in the live chat as well. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, at the moment, my, I've, I've got a whole bunch of other things different to do. For example, I have 48 phone panels sitting on my desk in front of me, which need to go up on the walls to, uh, get rid of some of this reverb. So <laughs> I've got a, got all sorts of stuff to do, but thank you very much, Gene Bean. I'll, um, I'll, I'm definitely going to look into that. It's just at, at what point and when we have Macintosh coming in. So this is the host of Generation Bitcoin. And he says, Music V for V might be bigger than any of us, except Adam think it will be Macintosh. And then he sent 2121 sats sent using Fountain. So once again, the Bitcoin number there. And yeah, look, honestly, I think it'd be pretty big. Uh, I talked about this on one of the shows and I might have neglected to mention it uh, just in here. But uh, I was talking about how I think these hybrid models will emerge. Um, it was on episode 403 of the Mere Models podcast that came out. So uh, if you want to know more about the, the hybrid models and I was really getting into Spotify and um, I'm, I basically have an open bet out there that I think Spotify will be bankrupt within um, eight years. So if you want to, if you're intrigued into what that is all about, I would recommend checking that out. But yeah, I think music value for value is going to be huge and I'll probably be talking about that in about two to three weeks time. Um, I'm just going to focus more on the ascending of value, the monetary value at the moment, and then get onto how this is being implemented in some really cool ways, such as what Adam Curry is doing with um, Boostergram Ball. The final one I have here is from Gene Bean again coming in. He says, don't feel icky about fountain advertising. It's really great and non-shady model. A one kilobyte boost, 1024 cent using fountain as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I've changed my tune on that. Um, it, it was my default is just to be skeptical of advertising. Uh, I was actually talking with my brother about this last night <laughs> and he was, and I was trying to explain to him the V for V and, and why I'm so big into it. And there's many different aspects that I, I try to explain it. One is I just personally don't like ads and I feel like I've been tricked by ads in the, in the past. Two is I think strategically relying on uh, I think the, the censorship aspect of it plays a big part of it. The strategic aspect of only having one or two advertisers coming in and if they get canned and they're, they're just a weak point, I guess I would much rather have be supported by 500, you know, a thousand true fans that like Kevin Kelly article, I would much rather be supported by a thousand different people across the world in various aspects, all who can make their own individual decision-making rather than three advertisers who are very vulnerable to a couple of emails sent by people who dislike me and dislike the show and decide to, um, uh, you know, not sponsor anymore. I, I think just strategically, it's a, it's a risky position to be putting in your, yourself in, much like if you build a business based on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Uh, you, you don't control that medium. And so you, you can get kicked off at any point. You can get throttled with the algorithms. You know, it's um, it's a tricky game. It's a tricky game and a, a risky game, I think. And it's a risk that I personally am, am not willing to take. 
Although it might seem that uh, going all in on value for value <laughs> might might seem slightly risky to, to some people. Uh, I'm going to jump on to my tip section. So thank you very much. And thank you everyone who is streaming as well. Uh, it's very, very much appreciated. And that person who is streaming in live right now, I really do appreciate it. Uh, I want to give some tips at the moment. So one of the things that I noticed, and I've taken this from when I was listening to Flirting with Bitcoin, who I talked about the other week, but this is across a, a fair few shows as well of only mentioning one service and this service being Fountain. Uh, like I was just mentioning, I think you're good. it's just good to be mindful of creating a community on only one app. The Stitcher app, for example, is closing down its service. Uh, the Damas app, which was uh, used for Nostra, kind of got kicked off of the App Store. It's not hard to imagine the various ways that any of these things could go wrong. And having just that single point of focus of failure can be a problem, I think. What I've seen with this show is really great was it's not just Fountain. People are using other uh, ways of, of supporting in. And I'll talk about all of these various apps in a second. But I would just say it is worth at, at the very least highlighting how other people can help support the show. So. I would agree Fountain is a really great app. It's it's my go-to at the moment. And uh, it's, it's you know, got a, got a great community there. Um, but I would just say, just just be mindful, you know, if, you, if you're putting all your chips on one place, once again, it's just a, it's just a risky aspect um, to do. So uh, with the app and service highlight, I just wanted to give a reiteration of all the various different apps that you can use to uh, do micropayments. So obviously I mentioned Fountain. Uh, another great one is Podverse, who I mentioned the other week as well. Some other cool ones that can do this are Castomatic. I have yet to really use Castomatic myself because uh, I do not have that phone. I don't, uh, that's only on iOS. So I, I don't have that phone myself. The Podfans, which at the moment is just on the web, but hopefully will be coming to a, uh, a mobile app in the nearest future, uh, is also able to do this. Um, Podfriend can also do it. Uh, Curacaster is a great one for the desktop. Podfriend is also on the desktop. They used to have a, I can't remember what it was, a mobile thing. We'll just say it's desktop at the moment. Um, Pod uh, Station also does the stat, str stat streaming. We also have a, another one called Breeze, which is mostly a lightning wallet, but it does have podcast abilities in there. I'm going to throw this out there because it is doables uh, with the Sphinx.chat. That's a really old one. I wouldn't recommend it, um, but it is there. And I'm just looking at something and there's one thing called the value for value calculator. And I don't even know what this is. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, if you're really interested in that, you can go on to there. But the, the main ones I, I would recommend are Fountain, Castomatic, Podverse, Curacaster, Podfriend. Uh, those are probably, and, and Breeze, those are probably the, the big apps where you can do this uh, streaming of sats. And they're ones which I have personally used Castomatic a long time ago um, when I had access to my brother's phone and uh, and could use that out and, and Podfans coming up. So yeah, those are the apps where you can do streaming of Satoshis if you want. Let's jump onto my value for value section. And for this week, I'm going to give 15% to Dave Jones, the pod sage himself, for putting in a silly amount of effort to make this all happen. Those 
Uh, things that I was just reading off before of the specs, I believe they were written by him. Um, so much of what he has done is been helping to create all this backend infrastructure to allow all of this magic internet money to, to actually be sent back and forth. Um, he also wrote Helipad, which is a service for you uh, let, that lets you see, export, collate the streaming of sats and, and, and boosts. I personally uh, use uh, Fountain and Satoshi Stream and get Albi, a combination of them. All of them, I can see the, the amount, the boostergrams, but then also the streaming of sats coming in. But if you want a more self-hosted version, um, you can also go through uh, his helipad. Um, it's not even a service. You don't have to pay for it or anything. It's just free software that is out there and that you can use. So very, very cool and um, much appreciation to, to Dave Jones. So what is my final request? Well, one of the things that you could do is uh, you could up your streaming amount here. So, you know, what value do you put on this show? If you had 100 sats per minute at 45 minutes, it, that's about one Australian dollars uh, for an episode. So for the last 45 minutes, was that worth it for you? Did you get $1 worth of one Australian dollars worth of value? So that's, I think, what, 70, uh, 67 cents US, something like that out of out of this podcast if so you know set it at 100 sats per minute if it's a little bit less if it's a little bit more uh, or a lot less or a lot more in either case i really am appreciative of people sending in these these smaller um these small amounts and uh, it's it gives me a kick of joy every time that i go onto that telegram app and i just see okay you know someone is streaming sats in through at this very moment it's it's so so cool and i can still see that they're still doing it at this very moment so I really, really do appreciate that. Uh, just in terms of value for value as well, there's many different apps. I just listed off a whole portion of them. If you don't want to do it in a monetary form, letting someone know about these cool different things. If you are a podcast fan and you know a podcaster personally, or if you are a podcaster and you want to know how to do more of this, uh, reach out to me via any of the links in the show notes. And I'm more than happy to, to help guide you in, into how to do this. It is relatively simple and there are ways of doing this now, which you can do within five five minutes. It's, it's not a, a hard process. If you have some talent, if you know more about the streaming of sats, if you know more, if you know any examples of micropayments working in the past for uh, other services uh, just across the internet, not even podcasting related, I would I would love to know about that, some historical history, things like this, uh, and and you feel I've done a misservice by not talking about them. I would love to know those things. You know, please boost that in is the best way of doing that, but also just reaching out to me. So. Very, very cool micropayments. I think they are going to be a, a big aspect of the future. And yeah, I do just want to thank everyone for, for tuning in for this one today. And I will be back once again next week at the same time, 10 a.m. on a Wednesday morning, uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And yeah, until the next time, ciao for now, Kyron out.